0: Welcome to the Which Money podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host Lucia Ariano, and today we have a special episode on the budget. Now, earlier today, the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt presented his spring budget in the House of Commons, his second fiscal policy announcement after last autumn's much-anticipated statement. And today we'll be hearing more about what was announced and how it could impact your money in the company of our wonderful podcast regulars, the editor of Which Money magazine. Jenny Ross and Deputy Editor of Witch Money, Sam Richardson. Thank you both so much for coming on the show today.
1: Hi, Lucia.
0: Hello, Lucia.
1: Happy Budget Day.
0: Happy Budget Day. Well, first, let's hear some of what Jeremy Hunt had to say a little earlier today.
2: In November, we delivered stability. Today, it's growth. We tackle the two biggest barriers that stop businesses growing, investment incentives and labour supply the best investment incentives in Europe, the biggest ever employment package, for disabled people more help, for older people barriers removed, for families feeling the pinch, fuel duty frozen, beer duty cut, energy bills capped, and for parents 30 hours of free childcare for all under fives. Today we build for the future, with inflation down, debt falling and growth up. The declinists are wrong and the optimists are right to the plan, because the plan is working, and I commend this statement to the House.
0: And here's some of the response from Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer.
2: So for all the hype, a budget for growth that downgrades the growth forecast. His opening boast... Was that things aren't quite as bad now as they were in October last year after the kamikaze budget. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that he pretends everything is fine, the more he shows just how out of touch yeah. they are. Yeah. After 13 years of his government, yeah. our economy needed major surgery. But like millions across our country, this budget leaves us stuck in the waiting room with only a sticking plaster to hand. A country set on a path of managed decline, falling behind our competitors, the sick man of Europe once again.
0: So let's get to some of the big announcements then and start with something that was announced before Jeremy Hunt took to his feet this lunchtime. And that's the extension to the government's energy support scheme. Jenny, can you talk us through what's happening here?
1: Yes, this was a widely trailed bit of good news about the energy price guarantee. Um, What that does at the moment is limit the average annual household bill to £2,500, but it had Mm -hmm. been due to increase by £500 up to £3,000 from April. Uh, But there's been a reprieve. Uh, Jeremy Hunt has confirmed that this won't happen for another three months, which means that the gas and electricity tariffs that you're paying at the moment will stay the same until the start of July. Uh, Just as a quick recap, um, the Energy Price Guarantee caps the unit prices that uh, that we as domestic customers pay for our energy at lower rates than the uh, regulator Ofgem's price cap. And then the government makes up the difference with our energy suppliers. What the um, Energy Price Guarantee doesn't cover is standing charges, um, because they are set by Ofgem. But there is an extra bit of good news in in all of this. Um, Not only are prices going to be held as they are for another three months but it's likely that the next time offgem changes its prices which will happen from the 1st of July that they will actually dip below the um, the current rates under the energy price guarantee uh, because of uh, falling wholesale prices so hopefully um, we'll all see another small energy price drop at that point.
0: Music to my ears. And I should, of course, mention we talked at length about energy bills on last week's episode. So do go back and have a listen to that for more on what might happen going forward. And Jenny, while we're on energy, can we also give a mention to prepayment meters here?
1: Yeah, th- this is an extra bit of good news for uh, for low income customers. Um, and there's been a lot of debate recently uh, around the treatment of those customers, specifically in relation to, to prepayment ma- meters. Uh, because if you pay as you go for your gas and electricity, it is currently more expensive than if you pay by direct debit. Um, according to uh, Offgem, that is because it costs the energy suppliers more to serve those homes. But that is set to change from the 1st of July. Um, this was part of the, the Chancellor's announcements today. So uh, the so-called energy premium will be scrapped until the 31st of March 2024. And apparently that will save households that use prepayment meters £45 a year.
0: And can we touch now on something that's always highly anticipated, and that's tax. Um, There were rumours before today that the Chancellor had ruled out any additional cuts. So did he stick to his word?
2: Yes, he did. Um, When it comes to tax applying to individuals rather than businesses... We've not seen any cuts in rates. In fact, in April, we're going to see various tax changes announced in the last budget start to kick in and in many cases increase our tax bills. So most tax free allowances, that's the amount you can earn without paying tax, they're not going to rise in line with inflation. So if you've got an inflation pay rise, for instance, the amount of your salary going to the tax man will increase. Some allowances are even being cut, such as those on dividend and capital gains tax, make it more important than ever for investors, even ones with not huge amounts of money, to put those investments in an ISA.
0: So it's putting a bit of pressure there on, on our finances. Well, moving on now then to an overwhelming theme of today, which seemed to be the aim to get more people back to work, with the Chancellor saying this would help boost economic growth. And before we talk about pensions, which is a huge topic covered today, can we cover childcare? Because that was also a hot topic going into today's budget, with many parents saying it actually makes more financial sense for them to stay at home rather than work. We've all heard that story before. So tell us, Sam, what did we hear on the expansion? Of free childcare?
2: Quite a lot. So I'm not a parent, and thank God, because I'm not sure I could afford it. Uh, mm. Parents in the UK can face childcare costs representing nearly 30% of the average wage. The figure I just saw from Coram Childcare was the Full-time nursery place for a two-year-old in London now costs over £20,000 per year, which oh, is absolutely gosh. huge. Mm. And in all seriousness, this is meaning that a lot of people can't go back to work after having um, a child because it's literally not worth it. They would be paying to work. 1.46 million women are unable to work uh, due to their caring responsibilities, uh, plus around 230,000 men. So this is a problem that affects women more. So what's going to change is that current working parents with three and four-year-olds currently get 30 hours of free childcare per week for 38 weeks a year. That free childcare allowance is going to be expanded to all children above nine months and below five years. So this will be worth around £6,500 every year for a family with a two-year-old child, the government estimates, reducing costs by around 60%. So, this is potentially a huge saving for parents getting this 30 hours of free childcare for their children above nine months. However, and a big but, this won't happen instantly. From April next year, parents of two year olds will get 15 free hours a week, with those with younger children will have to wait until September next year to get those 15 free hours before the full 30 free hours is brought in from September 2025. So this isn't going to make an instant change to your finances. And another really important caveat is that that free childcare, that 30 hours a week only applies for 38 weeks a year. It doesn't apply for, to the holidays. And it won't, you know, cover things like food and nappies potentially uh, within that childcare It may also vary by where you live because it's up to local authorities and how they arrange that free childcare. So there's still going to be quite substantial bills for families going forward. However, I'd say to those families, don't forget that you can get £500 um, every three months. That's up to £2,000 a year in support from the government uh, for childcare for children under 11. Uh, This actually goes up to £1,000 every three months, so £4,000 a year if the child is disabled. So this won't happen automatically. You'll have to set up an online childcare account. And for every £8 you pay into this account, and that money is used for the childcare, the government will pay an extra £2. So the other big change in this budget is for universal credit claimants. So if you claim universal credit, that you currently get childcare support for around 85% of childcare costs, up to a maximum of £646.35 per month for one child. So under Hunt's plans, that's gonna rise to a maximum of £951 per month and £1,630 for those with two or more children, making a real difference to hard pressed families during the current cost living crisis.
0: Some very, very welcomed news there for parents and families. And on the same theme of getting more people back to work, we also saw big changes to pension tax rules. Jenny, can you explain how they work and why this could encourage more older people back to work?
1: Sure. I mean, you're going to have to bear with me a little bit here, Lucia, because it can get a little bit fiddly. Um, Putting it as simply as possible, at the moment, there are limits on both the amount you can save into private pensions over the course of a single tax year, And over your lifetime before you get hit with a tax charge. Mm -hmm. These are known as the annual allowance and the lifetime allowance. And at the moment, they stand at £40,000 and £1.07 million respectively, those figures are actually significantly lower than when uh, those limits were originally introduced. And they were actually set to be frozen until 2026 to help save the government some money. Uh, Because from the government's perspective, these limits are basically a useful way of limiting the amount that it pays out in the shape of pensions tax relief but um the government has um uh, realized that there's there's a nasty side effect really in that these allowances have been encouraging older higher paid workers to retire earlier in many cases mm-hmm. than they might otherwise have done uh, simply to avoid a really hefty tax bill because they're at, at that cusp um this is a particular concern in the NHS and uh, Jeremy Hunt made that point really strongly in in his budget speech there have been a real spate of uh, senior doctors leaving the workforce when they're most needed mm-hmm. um and so the government has decided to take action uh Hunt in his speech uh, uh, it, uh, it ex- expressed it as no one should be, pun- uh, should be pushed out of the workforce for tax reasons and so he's eased some of those tax barriers as a result. So first of all um, the lifetime allowance has actually been abolished altogether uh, which means that there's no ceiling on the amount that you can save in private pensions over your lifetime. The annual allowance, on the other hand, that is going to stay in place, but it's going to go up by 50% from £40,000 to £60,000 from next month. And the third strand of the uh, Chancellor's pension tax overhaul is designed to encourage people who have already retired to consider returning to work. Uh, That's because if if you've already taken income, um, it's known as flexible income. flexible withdrawals from your pension. So that might be uh, moving your pot into a pension drawdown arrangement where the money stays invested, and then you draw income as and when you need it. Um, if you've done that, currently, you can only save another £4,000 a year into your pension while continuing to benefit from pensions tax relief. That's as opposed to the uh, £40,000 annual allowance that you'd get if you hadn't already accessed your pot. Um, But that 4K limit, which is known as the money purchase annual allowance, will be increased to £10,000 from April. So I hope you've <laughs> stuck with me this far. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the nutshell of all of this is that those changes, those tweaks to tax-free limits, they're all designed to make it easier, um, in the words of Jeremy Hunt, for, for those who wish to work for longer. Um, but while that's going to make it easier, it's going to r- remove that reluctance for people to keep working because they're worried about the tax bill. Um, you know, There has been a, a, a bit of a backlash in, in the sense that these changes are only going to benefit really a tiny proportion of of mm-hmm. the workforce as as a whole because let's face it many workers are a long way off breaching those allowances and in some cases are, are struggling to save anywhere near enough for, for a comfortable retirement and uh, keir Starmer picked up on that in in, in his response to to uh, jeremy hunt's speech you know he said that they're, they're really only going to affect um the very wealthiest um so it's 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 a big change in it, to the pension system, but it's one that's going to affect relatively few people.
0: That was no easy job there, was it, Jenny? Pensions and tax, trying to explain explain it, but you did a, a great job. We're, we're super clear. Um, and, and lastly then, again, with the aim of getting more people back to work, we were expecting some reforms to the welfare system as well, weren't we?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so Jeremy Hunt's reforms didn't just focus on getting over 50s back in work and, you know, the, the people who were worried about breaching um, those pension tax limits. He's also looking at how to get uh, the more than two and a half million people um, back to work who say that they are out of work due to long term sickness. So there's a suite of measures designed to remove the barriers to employment that, that these people are facing. Um, so part of that is the introduction of uh, what's been called a universal support programme in England and Wales. Um, that will help match people uh, with disabilities and long-term sickness with jobs and give them the kind of support and training that they need to help help them get back back into work Um, there there will also be um, more money given to address the leading causes of of ill health related inactivity so that's um, things like uh, tailored employment support in mental health and in musculoskeletal health services um, and expanding access to digital resources and health checks. There's also um, some tweaks to the universal credit system um, and the the government is looking at providing additional support to people who are claiming universal credit to help them uh, back into work or to increase their hours. Uh, so that, that could be by increasing the level of support that they're getting from their work coach um, and also um, strengthening the support for, for for claimants of universal credit that care for children.
0: Some very, very uh, valuable um, announcements there. And, and on a slightly different note, then, can we give a mention quickly to the duty freezes announced on fuel and, and in pubs? I have to say the latter got a big cheer in the House of Commons earlier, didn't it?
2: Yes. Yeah, so there is some good news, some bad news and some slightly good news at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with fuel duty, which is a huge concern for people around the country, anyone mm. who drives. So the really good news is that fuel duty will remain frozen for another 12 months rather than rising with inflation. This will save drivers 12p per litre had duty risen with inflation. So it will save them about £100 a year. So petrol prices aren't quite as painful as they were. Uh, they're around £1.48 a litre now compared to about £1.91 last July at the kind of post-Ukraine or mid-Ukraine war peak. But they're still above pre-pandemic levels of £1.25 and taking a huge bite out of everyone who drives finances. Uh, there's also around £200 million being given to tackle potholes, which will be more good news to drivers. But let's get on to alcohol duty. So this is actually going up in nearly every case. The one exception is that the price of beer in pubs won't go up by the retail prices index. Uh, the price of beer in pubs will be covered by an expanded draft relief. This basically means that it won't the duty on beer in pubs won't increase. On a pint of 5% beer, that's a saving around 7p., But I appreciate for some of us that really adds up over the year that is going up quite considerably because the alcohol duty on those other types of alcohol will be going up by the retail prices index.
0: And finally, then, where does all of this leave us? What kind of state is the economy in and what decision are we expecting from the Bank of England on the base rate next week?
1: Well, I think overall, Jeremy Hunt struck a rather more optimistic tone that we've heard from, from the government, um, you know, in, in, in recent months. He opened with um, the assertion that the UK will not enter a technical recession this year, according to, to forecasts, um, which, which is obviously a big relief and he's also really confident that um that soaring inflation will finally be be brought down by the end of the year so uh, at the moment it's forecast to fall from uh well it was 10.7% in the last quarter of 2022 um and the expectation is that that's going to go all the way down to 2.9% uh by the end of end of this year so that is definitely a more um, sort of cheery picture than we've, we've been used to seeing recently. Uh, Jeremy Hunt said himself that his um, his autumn statement in November was all about, you know, delivering stability or you might call it damage limitation after the um, the repercussions of the mini budget in September. But his speech today, he said, was all about growth, you know, getting getting the workforce going again um, and breaking down barriers that are preventing people from from getting back to back to work. So, you know, a combination of energy prices um, hopefully going down in the summer, fuel prices being kept in check, as Sam Sam was saying, um, hopefully, you know, the strain on on household finances will Gradually start start to ease, um, but you know the tax tax take, as Sam was was outlining at the top, is is still going to be pretty considerable. Um, you know we haven't had any nice giveaways on that front really. Um, and as as for the base rate, it remains to be seen. It was expected that that would go up again, but that hike might be the last we'll see for a while. But now that might be off the cards actually.
2: Looking at this budget, as someone with energy bills, I'm really happy. It's a few more months of keeping those bills under control. Although I'm still concerned, you know, what happens in July. As someone uh, with a mortgage, I'm slightly happier now that rates aren't going to go up quite as much as feared. They're beginning to drop, but I still need to remortgage to a much higher rate, which is really going to hit my finances. Um, I don't drive, but that fuel duty change is a huge one for people who do. And the drop in inflation is perhaps the most positive thing from 10.1% down to 2.9% by the end of this year, which is only slightly above the kind of long-term target of 2%. However, I'm also conscious that I'm working from home today because there's a tube strike because of concerns about pay. There's other strikes affecting people with kids So there's a lot of people very concerned about, you know, the income they've got coming in. These big tax changes to pensions are really important for financial planning, but they're perhaps not solving people's issues today. And they're not seeing any reductions in income tax to help with those either.
0: a huge huge thank you to jenny and sam for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch money podcast if you enjoyed today's show please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch us again next week for more money news and advice find us on social media at Witch money and online at witchcouk forward slash money and we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every monday to sign up visit witchcouk forward slash money This episode of the Witch Money podcast was written and produced by me, Lucia Ariano, and Rob Lilly, and edited by Rob, with additional support from Grace Witherden and Matthew Jenkin.